To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Andrew, New World should be reminded that while they should avoid you, watch out for Heather when she comes back. Apparently Heather was very hot on this topic. Wait till mummy gets home. She will definitely not let it go. New World, you have been warned. Right, to politics we go. Jason Walls is our political editor and joins me now. Hi, Jace. Afternoon, mate. Right, so soon, soon to be minister, uh, senior minister, Chris Bishop, the man behind the election campaign, has been given a little bit of a reality check about his new job and commenting on international affairs. So tell us what happened. Indeed, uh, soon to be minister, senior minister is the title, unless things go really um, belly up for him over the next couple of weeks. But you can pretty much safely assume that the man who is currently um, number three, I think it is, on Nationals' list will be um, given a pretty senior position. But he's got, he's been given a bit of a re- reality check today after a leaked email that he sent one of his constituents, or what he thought to be one of his constituents, has made the rounds on the site formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. So in the email, he said um, it was about the, the conflict of um, in Israel and Gaza, and the person that sent it was obviously very pro-Palestinian. Um, and Chris Bishop replied and said, I note it, you didn't mention the horrific barbarianism by Hamas, whose charter calls for the destruction of Israel, which is a correct comment, right? He also said Hamas, terri- Hamas terrorists butchered women and children in a rampage of violence and hate, which is also correct. I mean, this is been well documented. He then goes on to categorize categorize some of that violence, which I'm not going to repeat on the radio because it is quite horrific. He then goes on to say such barbarity has not been seen since the Holocaust. And this is the line that I think a lot of people are taking issue with. I mean, bringing up the Holocaust and making that sort of um, comparison there. But I will note the Holocaust and anti-Semitism, sorry, I can't pronounce that word actually, Foundation of New Zealand have said that it is important to observe that the Hamas 7th of October attacks on the Israeli civilians saw the worst slaughter of Jews since the Holocaust. So that's their words right there. So although it is very emotive, what he's saying is not technically incorrect. And the fact that this has been doing the rounds on the internet is probably the story behind this. Now, the thing that propelled it to headlines was the fact that Christopher Luxon was asked about it in his media rounds this morning. Um, And he said that he had spoken to Bishop about the email. He told Morning Report that the language he used was strong, and it showed that there were some high emotions on both sides, which is probably the understatement of this entire saga, I would Mm. say. Now, this, I'll note, is not the first time that um, Chris Bishop has been in hot water after he's been um, caught replying to people. I say caught replying to people like it's a bad thing, but after he's replied to people um, either via Twitter or via um, his email. I mean, last year, someone leaked a screenshot of him disagreeing with the caucus, the then-national opposition caucus decision to vote against the banning of conversion therapy. Now, and it was a similar media cycle then to we have now. I mean, and he just basically got raked through the coals from it. So, you know, what he said isn't categorically incorrect. In fact, the um, Israeli Institute in New Zealand has said that everything he said in the email was correct. The problem is that he's replied to a constituent with such strong language. And it's not something that you really see from ministers, even though he's not a minister yet. And that's what Chris Luxon was talking about. So he's learned 
the hard way um, from this one that um, when he's a minister, he can't have such passionate email responses with his constituents. Yes, this is true. This is a learning lesson for a lot of people who have never been ministers before and never been in such senior positions before. And your words uh, carry far more weight than they ever did when you were in op- opposition. I was thinking that when Nicola Willis was talking about Supi. Uh, the other day, and, and she said, well, when she becomes Minister of Finance, she'll get a team together to investigate it. And I thought, hello, that's exactly what the Labour government did, and then you're going to have a working group, and then you're going to come up with an ombudsman, and then we're going to have a new bureaucracy. You know, there's a learning path for all of them to go through. Meanwhile, uh, Christopher Luxon was on with uh, uh, with uh, Mike Hosking this morning, dropping hints about when he might be able to form a government. Your thoughts? Indeed, and just before that, it's the Holocaust and Anti-Semitic Foundation. Um, also anti uh, Sorry, I'm dyslexic and I have problems with words like that, so if I've caused any offence, my apologies. Um, but yes, um, Christopher Luxon was on Mike Hosking this morning. Um, listen for this key bit of information he dropped when he was talking about government formation plans. Have a listen. Are you closer to a government now than you were when I talked to you last week? Uh, I believe so, yes. Materially? In other words, you've got um, things on paper, deals, you know, done, handshakes and understanding so that you can move quickly post two o'clock Friday? Correct, yeah. I mean, we won't be able to do it exactly on Friday, but we're going to move as quickly as we can um, in the coming week. And I think, you know, ultimately these things, you know, still we've got negotiations to have and there's still, you know, issues that we're sort of working our way through. But um, we've been working really diligently, uh, all parties involved. Now, the core piece of information there was what he said the coming week. He didn't say coming weeks. He said the coming week, which makes me think that he's got essentially a week from Friday to put this whole thing together. He's already been talking for about the last um, two and a half-ish weeks with the ACT Party and the New Zealand First Party about some government forming um, operations and how that may look depending on the specials. But the fact that he's talking about the scale of a week is quite telling. Now, it might have been a bit of a slip of the tongue from Christopher Luxon, but with this stage, we're really reading into anything that and anything and everything that he's been saying on this situation. Situation. We do know that we do have the Pacific Island Forum next week, and Chris Hipkins, um, Chris Luxon, sorry, would have mm. liked to be at that as Prime Minister, but he's obviously going to have to prioritise these government-forming talks. Absolutely, and, and we can't wait. And by the way, some of us remember three months and waiting for a, a coalition, two, three months of wait, so this has been quite snappy, really, you have to say. Jason Walls, I thank you, 7 to 5. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.